seriously popular. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to your Wednesday edition of the It's All Kicking Off Transfer Week. Every day this week we will be here to give you every cough, spit, snore and whistle of the death throes of this year's January transfer window. All our transfer experts are hard at it as we speak on their phones, calls, whatsapps, texts and maybe even the odd fax among some of our older Brethren, in a minute, I'll be talking to Mike Keegan, the sports news correspondent at Mail Sport. Mike's in Qatar at the moment, which is all right for some. He's out there in the Gulf working his contacts. We'll be talking about Manchester United's long-term transfer strategy under Jim Ratcliffe and also asking just how, in these days of FFP belt tightening, Nottingham Forest are still buying footballers. I'll also bring you news of the latest deals affecting clubs such as Chelsea, Brighton, Villa and Fulham. There are two famous footballing offspring that could be on the move in the next couple of days. Liverpool have a new sporting director in their sights, while Mike has some exclusive news about that chap we all used to call the special one. Now, yesterday, Craig Hope and I were here talking about our three best transfer deals of all time for January. Craig went for Kieran Trippier, Andy Cole and Virgil van Dijk. And we've had some really good responses on Mail Sports Twitter, TikTok and Instagram accounts. Uh, there's lots of love out there for Luis Suarez. He moved to Liverpool in January in a January window. Robert Huth to Leicester, who joined when Leicester were bottom of the league. They won the league the next season. Christophe Dugary, French international to Birmingham a good while ago. Gary Cale to Chelsea was another one that appeared quite a few times on my Twitter stream. Well, Catherine Batt, our women's football correspondent, chipped in with one that I really like, which was Seamus Coleman to Everton, 60 grand from Sligo Rovers in 2009. A transfer so good that they even wrote a song about it. 60 grand, 60 grand, Seamus Coleman. 60 grand, 60 grand, they say. There are two more lines that I won't 
pain you with. But there we go. So I enjoyed that. Um, and I enjoyed that one. Keep those coming. We're going to be here all week to talk about those and we want to hear yours. So um, go to the show, subscribe while you're at it, leave your thoughts in the show notes or as part of a review and we'll get to them and we'll read them out later in the week. Um, so Mike, you've turned something up in the last couple of hours, haven't you? So uh, what is that all about? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to caveat this. First of all, I said dinner, don't laugh at me when I say this. Um, but look, I'm told that Jose Mourinho is very keen on coming back to Manchester United should the opportunity arise. He feels like he's got unfinished business. He clearly thinks that there are people there now who he can work with. Um, and I was told, he, and I've got to say as well, I've not heard back from his people on this who I've dropped this on just as a, as a heads up really. But he is now making this his mission to go back to Old Trafford and uh, do what he couldn't do. Like, I mean, he had a good go at it last time. I mean, they, they won, you know, when you look at it now with history is, you know, more, there's more evidence there. He won the Carabao Cup. He won the Europa League. He got into second in the Premier League. And then obviously the, the wheels fell off. It was interesting. He was on the John Obi Mikel podcast in December and he said, and he got picked up. He said, um, there are people at that club, and he meant both staff and players. And he told them, with these people, you're never going to do it. Uh, and those pe- some of those people are still there. So, I mean, it, it'd certainly be box office if he came back. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure that's a goer. Jose, as we know, was sacked by Roma um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, will not, we're 60 now, or almost 61, will not want to be out of work for long. That is for sure. I would be, well, look, he's not going to come back to Manchester United as far as I'm concerned, unless Jim Ratcliffe and Dave Brailsford really don't know what they're doing. Um, I can't imagine Jojo would come back. But I love the fact that he wants it. I love the fact he thinks he can do it. I think that, you know, it's, a, it's good information, Mike. It's a good story. And it, it, it tells you everything that we probably need to know about Mourinho, that that fire still burns, that belief is still there. I, I, I think those trophies and that second place finish behind City when they were about 18, 19 points behind City. Um, <laughs> mere details. I think it, I, I think, yeah, mere details. I think that paints a, a unrealistically rosy picture of what really went on when he was at, at Old Trafford. I mean, the, the place was almost on fire by the time he left. <laughs> right, simple question for you, Mike. I mean, seriously, you you were all across the Manchester United uh, takeover story right from the start. Um, and you uh, have good contacts inside United and indeed with Jim Ratcliffe's Ineos group, who we know paid in the reason of one and a half billion pounds to buy 25% of, of Manchester United. Jim Ratcliffe also has money in his pocket. Um, when do we expect to see some of that spent on new players at Old Trafford? I suppose the short answer later is that we don't. Um, I was speaking to somebody this morning about this. And we've seen from Ratcliffe's other businesses the way that he operates. He isn't the kind of bloke just to throw money at a problem. Um, the information I've got on United is that player trading will be big with regards to how much they can spend. And obviously, it's a very low bar given the absolute car crash that has been previous transfer windows at Manchester United. So there'll be a focus on that. And there'll also be kind of, it sounds... Sounds a bit cliche, but an organic um, kind of revenue-based spend. So 
they'll look at United, they'll look at the revenues that they get north of 600 million quid. And they're thinking there has to be a way to be able to make money from that, that we can then spend on transfers. So whilst I ignore the fact that there appear to be a couple of race cars zooming up and down the road outside your... That's, that's my limousine for tonight, that lady. <laughs> that's, your, that's your valet parking. Um, I'll just ignore that noise. I hope everybody else can too. Um, now, there's been much moaning and groaning over financial fair play or um, uh, a PSR, as we call it, in England, the Premier League profit and sustainability rules. And clubs, you know, th- clubs thinks thinks the rules are restrictive. Um and to a degree, they are. That's one of the reasons why we're seeing so such a limited amount of spending in this window. But I look at football clubs. I was at Nottingham Forest last night, watched them play Arsenal. They didn't play very well. You look at a club like Forest, and they are the ones who undermine this argument. They are the poster boy, or one of the poster boys, for FFP. So this is a football club that have spent 43, have bought 43 players over three transfer windows. They're now under sanction from the Premier League because they seem to be over the uh, PSR limit. But they're still spending. There are two players on the way into Nottingham Forest today, albeit on loan deals. They are still spending. That astonishes me. Yeah, and it's two players that have come from a certain agent that we all thought when they went for the current for the new manager that agent might be actively involved again. For somebody of my age, I'm 45. I remember Forrest as a kid, we're always in the top flight. Um, you have to have sympathy for the supporters because this is obviously this is not on them, but they are taking the you-know-what, in in my opinion. Um, for them to be charged and for them to carry out. One thing you've got to remember as well, Lado, Forrest Moroni only got promoted, not last season, season before, so the first year of the three-year reporting period is on championship revenue. So that will hit them harder than everybody else. So I struggle to see how they're doing it. I think there's trouble in store for them. I think there's delusions of grandeur there. Um, the whole nonsense going back to, you know, when they didn't have the sponsor because they thought they should be getting more money than what was being offered. I mean, it's ludicrous. You know, your shirt sponsorship is worth what, what the biggest price somebody will pay you. So I think there's an arrogance about it um, and it will be very interesting you know you said earlier it's been quite a boring transfer window because you've got clubs at the top frightened to death now after what happened to Everton making sure they stick within the rules it will be fascinating to see what goes on with Forest and how they think they can do this without getting themselves into trouble and the owner at Forest eventually sacked Steve Cooper because because the owner Maranakis is incredibly ambitious and thinks Forest should be in the top half of the league and competing for European places and trophies. And the way, and when he gets frustrated about that, he sacks he sacks managers. When really all he needs to do is look at the organise, organisation of his football club and realise it's not set up to be successful. You could put Alex Ferguson, you could put Brian Clough back in there and they wouldn't get into Europe. When you've got, a, they've got a sporting director, they've got... Um, They've got their age, they've got the owner's son involved in in, in transfers. Um, now, as you as you hinted there, they've got um, the current manager Nuno Espirito Santos, agent George Mendes involved in transfers. Some agents have described dealing with Forest as, as li- living in the Wild West um, because it's so chaotic. And you look at the the performance last night. They need a goalkeeper. 
They had two good goalkeepers last year. Neither of them are now at the football club. Now there's talk of another one, Jack Butland. Um, it's extraordinary. It's absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tom Colomossi, our Midlands uh, reporter, tells me that Villa are ever closer to announcing the signing of Morgan Rogers from Middlesbrough for £10 million. That was one that we flagged upon the show yesterday. Uh, the two Nottingham Forest deals that we're talking about are a striker, Rodrigo Ribeiro from Sporting Lisbon, and a midfielder, Gio Reyna from Dortmund. They are both initially due to be loans. Um, it does look as though Forest are about to sell, though. They are about to sell Mangala to Leon by the sounds of it. So there could be a bit of book balancing going on there um brighton are into a 30 million pound purchase of keenan jewsbury hall from leicester who i think is an absolutely terrific uh player leicester look like they look as though they are going to come straight back to premier league but it looks as though jewsbury hall um doesn't want to wait that long that seems like that would be a good move for him um our Chelsea man, Adrian Kajumba, tells me that Chelsea are still trying to offload their striker, Armando Broja, to Fulham. Now, that, I think, is a really, really interesting situation. Um, Broja's played, he's made eight Premier League starts for Chelsea while, while, while he's been there. Um, he's a reserve striker. He's been injured a lot. And Sammy Mottbel, our chief football reporter, has been into that one as well this morning. And he tells me, that it's absolutely um, correct that this deal could be a loan, but Chelsea want a guarantee of £50 million for a reserve striker who's been injured quite a bit. And um, I think I looked at his career goal record before from time spent at places like Southampton. Um, I think he scored 21 goals in the league. So that would work out at about £3 million per goal <laughs> if Fulham were to go for that. What is that about? I think I know what that's about, Mike, but what is what is that type of thing telling us? That's ridiculous. But what Chelsea <laughs> trying to do there? I think it tells you in the transfer window, nobody is more valuable than strikers. Yeah, you know, I know we're, we're going to look at best and worst transfer window signings. You get to January, and there is a desperation for goals above anything else in, with certain clubs that are struggling, and maybe that's Chelsea trying to cash in on that. Um, maybe they're just chancing their arm, um, but it, it certainly seems like a. Yeah, you you just wouldn't pay it, would you? Um, and I can't see Fulham paying it. To be fair, like Chelsea, they do get a lot of criticism for their transfer policy. They have shifted a lot of wages 
um, off that balance sheet since they got there. So, you know, there, there are, they, they are aware of FFP and, and what they need to do. So maybe that's, that's another example of it. You know, we need, we need to get this, we need to get within FFP regulations, 50 million quid for a striker that started what eight games certainly won't do him any harm. You're right when you talk about strikers, always the most expensive, almost the most, almost always the most valuable commodity, whether that's right or not. What I think that's about, though, really, that's about another football club, probably right up against the um, <clears throat> the PSR limit, I would say, trying to make what uh, Craig Hope described as headroom yesterday when we talked about Newcastle, trying to create headroom on your balance sheet, basically, sell a player for what you know is over the over the top. Try and get a deal like that done, which then frees up a little bit of space for you to relax and breathe and maybe maybe bring somebody in. I think maybe that's what that's about. I tell you what, I know I know the chief executive of Fulham a little bit. Used to work at Manchester City, Alistair McIntosh. And knowing what I know about him, I don't think Alistair will be going to fifty million pounds for that player any time uh, soon. Um, now, I just had an email from Simon Jones, um, our uh, transfer guru at Mail Sport, who tells me here. Uh, Carlos Alcarazgo is going from Southampton to Juventus. Initial loan um, with an option to buy in the summer for £45 million. As I mentioned earlier, Oval Mangala is hoping to finalise that move from Forest to Leon. £30 million. And Brighton midfielder Mamu Dahu discussing a loan to Stuttgart. Now, I was just having a scout around on the internet before we came on and I, 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 I spotted that two... Famous footballing sons might be on the move this uh, in the next couple of days. Charlie Savage, well, Welsh international, son of Robbie, currently playing at Reading. Reading are in all kinds of financial difficulty, as we know. There's a suggestion that Charlie might be offloaded um, before the window closes on uh, Thursday evening. Um, not for footballing reasons, but to uh, to ease the pressure at Reading a little bit. And also... Um, Sydney Van Hoydonk, Sydney Van Hoydonk, um, son of Pierre Van Hoydonk, who I remember and actually know very, very well from my time covering Nottingham Forest. Sydney Van Hoydonk could be leaving Bologna to join Norwich City. I'd be quite interested to know what Chris Sutton thinks about that. Chris and I will be together for our regular, it's all kicking off, uh, weekend preview show tomorrow morning. So that might come up in conversation. It'd be good to have a Van Hoydonk back in the, back in there in England though, Mike, because if he's anything like his dad, he won't be dull. And I've met him by the way, and he is a little bit like his dad. Yeah. Let's just make sure that if he does come here, he doesn't refuse to play. Um, Cause yeah, Chris, Chris certainly won't, won't be impressed if he, uh, if he repeats his dad's antics. Well, Chris, Chris once refused to play for England B, but anyway, that's another story. Uh, but yeah, you're referring that you're referring to um, Pierre Van Hoydonk, who, who famously went on strike whilst playing for Nottingham Forest when I was covering them uh, back in the late nineties for the local paper. Um, good player, Pierre. Um, he he actually once moved around this time of year to Forest from Celtic for four and a half million pounds in nineteen ninety seven. Shows how times have changed. Uh, Van Hoydonk always always used to call me Lady Killer. <laughs> Hey, lady Do killer, well. they used to say to me, which was fla- which was flattering, but absolutely nowhere near true. Um, right um, now, just as we we're talking there, I've had um, spotted something that um, Lewis Steele, our Merseyside reporter, has sent to me. I think it's a story that he's just filed onto Mail Online. That will be sitting there right now as we speak for anyone who wants to go look at the details. 
And Lewis messaged me here saying, no transfer news out of Merseyside, but he hears that West Ham are bracing themselves for an approach from Liverpool for their sporting director, Tim Stighton. Um, he's a man who was connected with bringing Zabi Alonso, who may be on Liverpool's list to replace Jurgen Klopp, to Bayer Leverkusen, currently um, working quite well at West Ham. Um, I think can probably take the credit for the arrival of players like um, Mohamed Kudus at West Ham, for example. Um, we don't think there's been an approach as yet, but West Ham are a little bit nervous about it. They think that Liverpool might be on the way in for him um, because as we know Klopp is going but Liverpool Sporting Director is also going now before we finish uh, Mike let's quickly do our play our little game Uh, best of January transfers of all time we need three from you I'm going to keep it simple you might like this later I'm going to go for a Liverpool trifecta Liverpool are the kings of the uh, January transfer window so I know Craig mentioned yesterday Virgil van Dijk I know he cost them 75 million quid, but what a signing that was in January. Better ones, in my opinion, just because of the finances. Coutinho comes, 8.5 million quid. He was brilliant for him. Obviously, when he when he left, they got even better, bizarrely, but he was brilliant for Liverpool. They, they bought him for 8.5 million quid. They sold him for 120 million. And then Suarez, to complete the hat-trick, 22.7 million when they got him. He was great for Liverpool. He was great for us with the amount of headlines we got out of him. And then Barcelona come in and pay 75 million quid. So for me, I think you'll go a long way to find three better bits of business in January than that. The thing about Suarez as well is that because of Mohamed Salah and what Salah's achieved since he's been at Liverpool, I think quite a few people have forgotten just how good Luis Suarez was. Luis Suarez in that Brendan Rodgers team, playing up front with uh, um, Sturridge and Raheem Sterling. What a player. What a player. I did a thing on our podcast recently about the top five Liverpool strikers, and he was in my list of, of all time. I think Suarez is absolutely magnificent. And yet, the Coutinho one, the perfect FFP transfer, signed for <laughs> £8 million, whatever it was, flogged when he's on the way down, a couple of years later, for £120 million, allows you to buy two players who go on to win the Champions League. My goodness, you're never going to get much better than that. Now, what about the other side of the coin? We're going to do a couple of the worst January transfers of all time. I've got a couple here, just to even the balance, actually. Um, from the pro Liverpool thing, Andy Carroll, Newcastle to Liverpool, thirty-five million pounds. Andy Carroll subsequently admitted that he didn't even want to go. <laughs> and I think there's an awful lot of people on Merseyside who wish now that he'd made that clear at the time, and he could have saved us all a couple uh, uh, six months of absolute uh, of watching grass grow. Um, Alexi Sanchez, Arsenal well, to Manchester United. Goodness me, do you remember that one? I remember. I remember working on that one. I mean, there's a rule there, isn't there? Never, ever, because he was going to go to City, wasn't he, Sanchez? Never, ever buy a player just because you're going to pay him more than someone else, which is what the Sanchez thing was all about. There was a warning there. And another one in Manchester, I remember this one, Wilfred Boney, Swansea, oh. Swansea to Manchester City. Oh, yeah. Swansea to Manchester City. They don't get many wrong these days, City, but they occasionally <laughs> used to back in the day. That's all, That's nine years ago, mate. Can you believe wow. it? 2015, £25 million. Pounds. <laughs> right, there we go. That's it, I think. Um, I'm not sure there'll be any such mistakes made in the market in the next couple of days. Um, if there are, we will be right across it. Um, there are 
two days left, just about, as we sit here talking now. Um, it's been a quiet one, but it's always hectic at the end. It always will be. And you'll hear everything that happens and even some of the things that don't um, in the next couple of days. So we'll just to recap, Chris Sutton and I will be here tomorrow for our usual um, It's All Kicking Off weekend preview show. We've got, amongst other things, a Liverpool, an Arsenal-Liverpool Premier League game to look forward to on Sunday. So we'll be here tomorrow. But as well as that, there'll be a bonus show tomorrow afternoon, another version of this show. That'll be um, with our chief football reporter, Sammy Mottbell. So listen out for that. And then on Friday, we'll all be here. Myself, Mike, Sammy and Craig Hope, who was with me yesterday. And we'll do a wrap-up show looking back at those who've had good windows, those who've had bad windows, and those who haven't been able to see through their windows, if that makes sense. Um, there'll be more FFP chat. There'll be more fun and games. Um, there'll be more best and worst. So keep them coming. Like I say, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go to the comments or the review section and um, just tell us who you think your favourite uh, January transfer successes or otherwise have been. Tell us who you think your club should buy. Tell us who, what your club should or should not be doing um that's it for today and i'll be back tomorrow with sammy for another edition of it's all kicking off transfer week deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market